This podcast is produced by EnergeticCity.ca, your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To support local news and this podcast, go to EnergeticCity.ca slash join to find out more. In the U.S., soybeans, corn, and wheat futures are all higher. Soybeans were taking back some of yesterday's losses amid ideas that sell-off was overdone. The March contract up 20 cents at 15.94 per bushel. Thursday's move by Brazil's Conab to drop their soybean production estimate to 125.5 million tons remained supportive, as that would be well below the USDA's current forecast for the country of 134 million. The smaller crops in South America should open the door for more U.S. business. The USDA reported private export sales this morning of 108,000 tons of soybeans for delivery to China and an additional 30,000 tons of soy oil to unknown destinations. Corn, it's also higher. The March contract up 7 cents at 6.49 per bushel. The USDA reported flash sales this morning of 128,000 tons of corn to Japan for delivery during the current year. Wheat, it's also higher, seeing a recovery after yesterday's losses. Chicago up 14 cents in the March contract at 7.86 per bushel. Kansas City up 8 cents in March at 8.09 per bushel. And Minneapolis spring wheat, it's up 11 cents in the March contract at 9.53 per bushel. The ongoing uncertainty between Russia and Ukraine does remain a background feature, but exports are ongoing from both countries for the time being. Forecasts out of Russia point to increased wheat production this year, while a mild winter in Europe should also bode well for their winter wheat crop. That's a look at the ice futures and U.S. markets for Friday, February 11th. In Winnipeg, for Markets Farm, I'm Phil Franz Warkenton. Here comes the snow. Hmm, do you remember in the summer when I asked you to pick up an air conditioner and you said it's only hot for three days and then we had to sleep in the basement all summer? So do you think it'll only snow for three days this winter? What are you saying? We need a snowblower. I suggest you buy it now before Butler Farm Equipment is sold out. Butler Farm Equipment has blowers, blades, plows, and more. Everything to keep you out of the doghouse. Or in this case, an igloo. On 107th Street behind the Wholesale Club. The opinions expressed during this show do not represent those of this station. If you've missed any of this show, you can follow the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Now, an in-depth look at the news and information shaping our community. This is Moose Talks with your host, Doug Craig, on Moose FM. Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the show. A little later on, Fort St. John was named Canada's eighth sexiest city by PinkCherry.ca, an online adult toy store. So for some local reaction, we're going to chat with Veronica's closet owner, Kim Kelly, about just how sexy Fort St. John really is. But first, Dawson Creek Mayor Dale Bumstead announced this week that he won't be seeking re-election in the fall. He's been the mayor of Dawson Creek for the past nine years. To talk about that and the year that was in the Mile Zero City, we're very grateful to be joined now by the mayor of Dawson Creek, Dale Bumstead. Mayor Bumstead, thanks for being on Moose Talks again. 
Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So let's uh, start with uh, a bit of the year that was before we talk about your retirement. Um, You know, lots of good things happened in Dawson Creek, but I hate to focus on the negative, but there was some stories that kind of grabbed national attention of things that happened in the city. Uh, You know, like, for example, the uh, council meeting incident where somebody was uh, putting up racist language during that. I had to ask about that situation specifically. Uh, something like that had never really happened before, if I remember right. So was that surprising to you that it happened in the first place? Or did it surprise you that it hadn't happened before, given how accessible these meetings were beforehand and, and really anybody could log in and, and post something like that if they wanted to? Yeah, you know, so first of all, that uh, meeting that we had in September was uh, really at the... Um, announcement by the province and uh, some of the new public health orders at yeah. that time that were being implemented and everything we were getting lots of feedback in the community people concerned right and and how are how are you guys not uh going to push back on the public health orders and what are you going to do about facilities and uh, impacting people's access to them and so for all of us who are in local government and certainly in british columbia we operate under the community charter enacted by Uh, and given that authority by the province of British Columbia to operate as a municipality. And so you really don't have the option to ignore um, some of the laws or some of the orders uh, and certainly the public health orders that are issued. And so I thought, thought personally, as as the mayor, I thought it was important that we have that transparency of communication of what we're doing and why we do it Mm -hmm. and what our options are as uh, elected officials and elected representatives. So that meeting was really about that, to be able to, explain to the public what we were doing with the public health orders and the options we had in regards to um, the uh, adherence to the orders and how we operate our facilities and or not. And really we have two options in the municipalities when it comes to the public health orders in our facilities. We can either operate them um, according to the public health orders or we close them. And so that day, and we all have procedures around our um, our. Um, council meetings and certainly we have a council procedure bylaw and it's not a town hall meeting it's not one where people can come and um, uh, engage with council unless they've uh, requested ahead of time uh, an opportunity to appear as a delegation and give us the opportunity to understand what it is that they want to present to council on as we're elected to do Um, but there also is the opportunity for people who come unannounced um, and to uh, with unanimous consent of council to be able to give people the opportunity to present to council. And that's exactly how that uh, unfolded that day. And, um, you know, some people say uh, that democracy is we have the right to have access to our elected officials. And uh, But there's also a balance as, re- as well, right? We need to, like I say, it can't be a town hall meeting you're hosting every time where you respond and react. It's that you're dealing with the business of, of mm-hmm. the community. And so to me, that was the, that was the unfolding of events that day. And, and yeah, it created a, a huge uh, turmoil, I would say, in terms of the um, response that it got and how it was handled. And you never want to have, I certainly don't want to, as, have your reputation impacted in a negative way um, in, in how that unfolded. I have to ask uh, Mayor Bumstead, I mean, uh, if I remember right, that was it was an online thing that was occurring at the time. After it happened, uh, there was word that you're going to change protocol. Not you personally, but the city was looking into changing protocols that would allow people into a meeting like that, how it works and whatnot. Do you... No, that's, no, that's not true. Oh, no. I apologize. No, no, we, it was a council meeting, a regular yeah. 
uh, call a council meeting. And um, our procedure says that if somebody wants to come and present, it requires unanimous consent. So that's mm -hmm. our council procedure bylaw. Nice. And that's how it happened that day. Four or five people attended and asked if uh, they could present to council. And council unanimously gave those folks that were there the opportunity to present. So I yeah. understand. we weren't looking at changing anything. Mm-hmm. I understand. Okay. I also have to, again, one more negative thing I want to talk about is uh, anti-masker Kevin J. Johnson, who, of course, made headlines, again, national headlines, for assaulting a no-frills manager when he was kicked out for refusing to wear a mask. I mean, what do you think, and I don't know if you can talk, speak to this about this, but why do you think something like that grabbed headlines? Is it because uh, the fact that it's Dawson Creek and it's a small community where it happened? And do you think if it had happened in a larger city, we maybe wouldn't be talking about it to the same extent we, we were when it did happen? Yeah, that guy grabbed attention negatively in Toronto, yeah. in Calgary, in Edmonton. So I don't think it had anything to do at all with the fact that it was Dawson Creek. It was just uh, this guy uh, coming into our community and clearly uh, was in here to cause uh, trouble. And, and, you know, I got no time for that, right? I'd move on. Move on. All right. Well, I want to look back then to more. Not to you. I understand what you're saying, Mayor. <laughs> I do want to look. Absolutely. That's all he did. And now he's in jail. Yeah. Right now he's in jail. So that speaks to the caliber of the individual. <laughs> uh, I do I want to move. For no frills is who I really feel bad about mm. because he uh, clearly took the brunt of the personal attack, the personal assault um, by this guy. Um, and it was clearly unfair to him, um, head, head and shoulders above anything that happened to our community. It was clearly unfair to him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do want to move on to some more positive things now, if I can. Um, looking back kind of just to the last year, again, where uh, some of these negative things happened. It was another year of pandemic. Uh, tensions were... Uh, frayed among people at times. I mean, what was something good that happened this year that you're maybe really proud of that, that you maybe took part in as mayor of Dawson Creek that you're really kind of hanging your hat on? You know, we've there were so many uh, really good things that occur, but unfortunately they get uh, overwhelmed by uh, what's going on in the world and our country. And, uh, you know, we've built huge relationships with our Treaty 8 neighbors, and mm -hmm. we've, we've got so many uh, really good things going on in terms of moving forward as a community and a region um, with um, the Soto, West Moberly, the Doig, the Blueberry, Halfway Provident, Fort Nelson. And so I'm really, really proud of that. Um, you know, one of the things that I've always really tried to engage in as a mayor uh, over the last nine years is I get into the schools as often and as much as I can with the elementary schools. And I'm very proud of the fact that the kids in our community um, know who their mayor is and get an opportunity to have a discussion. And so that I do that on a regular basis. I'm very, very proud of that. You know, we, we continue to, to build upon uh, this relationship with Hockey Canada and having these hockey events. And unfortunately, it was not to be um, as a result of the pandemic, but we're mm -hmm. certainly looking forward to this year and moving ahead with that. Um, 
we did we got some real solid infrastructure stuff done um, we built another we got an, another seven million dollar infrastructure grant from the federal government and built a, another piece of our road infrastructure to help mitigate and reduce the risk of flood mitigation the eight street bridge right now i call it site d is now going to be um, removed and we're going to have a bridge there that's going to reduce the risk of flooding we had an announcement last year that we're going to get a new acute care uh, facility, a new hospital in Dawson Creek for the Dawson Creek and District for the entire region. And man, I've been working on that for a long, long time and helping try to push that across the line to get that announcement by the province done with MLA Bernier and <laughs> certainly all the folks around the region who have been supportive of it. And honestly, that's probably the biggest announcement uh, that we've had in terms of uh, our community, I think, in the nine years I've been here. We also saw the arrival of WestJet into Dawson Creek in September. And, you know, same thing, right? I'm very, very proud of the work that we did in terms of building a business case to WestJet uh, to say there's a viable business opportunity in Dawson Creek for the South Peace with a direct connection to Calgary and man right in the heart of the pandemic WestJet that they were supposed to launch it the year before and because of the pandemic they delayed it delayed it and they pulled the trigger on it in September and you know what it's been so good to see that flight coming in here on four days a week right now and looking to build it and into a six day a week, hopefully seven day a week uh, flight and service. And it's so important to our industry, so important to our residents. And so, yeah, so there, you know what, we're, we're not sitting on our hands. We've been uh, building community and those are all things I'm very proud of. Excellent. Well, let's talk about your announcement uh, earlier this week that you're not going to be running for re-election in the fall. As you mentioned, uh, you've been the mayor for nine years now. Uh, I wonder if in brief you can sort of tell us why you decided to make that decision and, and why now? Yeah, nine years um, is, is a very long time in public office, I think. And uh, and I when I got elected in a by-election, I uh, finished out the one-year term in 2013, and I always hoped I would do one term. But, man, it's easy to get pulled into the uh, excitement and the, um, all the uh, really cool things you get to do as a mayor and an elected representative of a community. And so then in 2018... You know, I was still pushing the hospital and pushing a bunch of other stuff, so I stayed in. But nine years is it's good to have change. It's good to have fresh leadership. It's good to have fresh vision and perspective and direction. Um, and I just, you know what, I'm 66 years old. I'm going to be 67 this fall. Four years is a long commitment when you're, you know, in that kind of stage. And, um, and so I felt fairness to the community and then fairness to my family and then fairness to um, the direction of the community that it's a good time to step away and then I, you know like I said I'd be 71 when I was done and so it was just it's just the right time nine years is uh, a really I'm really proud of that and you know I, I look back on the history of Dawson Creek the longest serving mayor in our community was Bob Trail he served I think like 25 years or something it was amazing in mm-hmm. terms of how much leadership our community got from Bob but I'm the second longest serving mayor in Dawson Creek. And that that's crazy to me that um, we just don't seem to, mayors don't seem to last um, more than a couple of terms at the most. So I thought it was better to 
show myself the door than somebody else showing it to me. <laughs> Fair enough, Mayor. Um, I have to ask you this then. I mean, part of the reason you gave for announcing it too was you wanted to make sure there was enough time for the next people to decide if they wanted to run, what they do, that sort of thing. Um, what's your hope for the next person who takes over and gets elected in the fall? What are you looking to see from them uh, when you then become one of their constituents? Sure. Yeah, you know, honestly, I think Dawson Creek's got a great quality of life. Um, we've got great amenities. We have great services. We're in a really good position with our core infrastructure, water, sewer, our facilities, the event center, the pool, all of that stuff. Um, but we really worked hard at trying to build a strong financial future for our community, and it was tough the last uh, three or four years, particularly of cotton spending and trying to find a way to ensure we were uh, building a strong financial future. And so I just hope that the new council um, continue on that direction. And I think that's an expectation. The number one issue people give when they elect people is be fiscally responsible, be responsible with uh, the taxpayers' dollars. And so to me, I'm proud of that right now. We've set ourselves on a really solid future and uh, our uh, financial uh, position, and uh, I hope that they carry on with that. All right. Well, Mayor, I'm really appreciative that you took a few minutes to chat with us about this today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Doug, for having me on. I really appreciate it, and obviously um, I want to wish everybody all the best, and hopefully we all move forward in a really positive way this spring and uh, see a great summer. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. That's uh, Mayor Dale Bumstead, uh, the mayor of Dawson Creek. We'll be right back to talk about the sexy city of Fort St. John right after this on Moose Talks. A well-known, locally-owned, family-run business is looking to add to their team. If you'd like to work in a fun, family environment with competitive wages, Marsh & Sons are currently accepting applications for plumbers and ticketed gas fitters. Martian Sons has been fixing hot water tanks, unclogging pipes, and repairing furnaces in the Peace River region for over 50 years, and they'd love for you to join them. If you have plumbing experience or are a ticketed gas fitter, apply today. Send a resume to martiansons at awink.com. Do you have some good news you'd like to share with the community? I've got good news. We here at Moose FM know that the news has been bleak lately and want to spread some positivity. Whether you're fundraising for the SPCA or saw some kids selling lemonade in your neighborhood, we want to hear about it. Email us at news at moosefm.ca and we'll share your good news right after the 7.30 news and online at moosefm and energeticcity.ca. Good news brought to you by Frontier Law. We look forward to hearing from you in appreciation of those who seek to strengthen aboriginal business relations in the peace region we're proud to inform you that key encoding and sandblasting is aboriginal owned and operated with the most qualified team to serve you anytime anywhere from sandblasting to airlines paints and special coatings we have three mobile blasters on call state-of-the-art equipment and environmentally friendly blasting media we are ism certified comply work safe and work safe bc clean for more information please contact us at 250-262-4455 or Visit us at 9905 85th Ave. Proudly here to serve you. Warriors to the end. We get the job done. Can Do Oil Field Services is a privately owned pipeline and facility installation company in Fort St. John. They strongly believe in executing all their jobs, functions, in a safe, cost-effective, timely manner. Can Do Oil Field Services is a proud supporter of the oil and gas industry. Imagine your future behind the wheel of a Ford F-150. 
built with innovative features like available Pro Power Onboard that gives you a mobile generator on the job site and at the campsite. Will you be the creator, the problem solver, the boss, or all of the above? Bring on the future and get 0.99% APR purchase financing for up to 72 months on select new 2022 F-150 models. For details, contact your local Ford store or visit Ford.ca. If you're looking for hassle-free Internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Watch this show live on Facebook or download the podcast at energeticcity.ca. Welcome back to Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Now, as you may have heard, Fort St. John was named Canada's eighth sexiest town, according to PinkCherry.ca, an adult toy store. And that's based upon consumer purchases and behavior over the past week. We've finished in the top ten before, so I thought we'd talk about it from a local angle with a local owner of a local adult toy store. So joining us now, Kim Kelly from Veronica's Closet here in Fort St. John. Kim, welcome to Moose Talks. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this this morning. Good morning. So I thought we'd talk about this first because, of course, this uh, PinkCherry.ca is an online toy store, uh, adult toy store, I should say. So I wondered uh, if you can sort of see sort of the same trends in your own store for people coming in. Have you been seeing a lot of business? Are you keeping busy? Do you think that Fort St. John is a sexy city, as uh, they say? Oh, I definitely think Fort St. John's a sexy city. (laughs) Uh, I'm not. I'm not terribly surprised. I guess I thought that larger centers might come out ahead of us, but mm-hmm. I think that it's pretty pretty great that you know we got voted where we did. Um, business is definitely steady and and climbing. The pandemic affected me a little bit um, in different ways, um, but we're we're definitely maintaining. <laughs> I have to ask, uh, I'm glad you brought up the pandemic. Uh, you say it affected you. I, I kind of assume from your tone in kind of a negative way, you saw business maybe slow down a bit, or am I wrong about that? Well, the ways that it, it affected me personally is um, because I, I also have indoor tanning. Mm-hmm. That was was shut down, of course, sure. for several months. Um, and people not being able to get married that affected people buying lingerie mm-hmm. um so i really felt it there um not having wedding season for for quite some time and then also um people assumed that i was closed back in 2020 mm-hmm. because most businesses shut their doors so a lot of people just assumed that i was closed even though i was still open so that's some of the ways that the pandemic affected my store. Okay. So when maybe that changed, I, I mean, I, you, you know, kind of begs the question, people are at home more, they're working from home. Uh, dating was obviously a huge challenge at the start of the pandemic. People maybe started to work it out as it went along. I mean, did it surprise you then that you didn't see an uptick in sales when people were maybe lonelier uh, than they have been because of, uh, you know, restrictions on where they could go and who they could see? 
Well, I did see an increase in sales in that department of my store. Okay. Um, some of the other areas of my store were affected more than the adult side of my store. Um, I definitely have seen an increase in that department. Okay. And in general then, uh, like like you said, you were kind of surprised that uh, we finished higher in the rankings than some other larger centers, for example. Why do you think adult toys are so popular in a place like Fort St. John that maybe they're less popular in, you know, different places that might be a similar size or even larger than us? Is Do you think there's some compelling reasons as to why what might explain that? Well, I think... Perhaps a few things. Well, one, we have we have long winters, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so people are in, people are indoors a lot more than warmer warmer places. Um, I think the the kind of work that people do here keeps them apart for longer periods of time. So they either want things for personal needs, or mm. or they want things to share with a partner because they haven't seen them for a long stretch. Um, people who just want to spice things up. But I think definitely the, you know, the long winters, the being apart for long periods of time. Plus, when people work in the oil patch, they make a lot of money and they're not afraid to spend it when they want something fun. Mm-hmm. So they've got a little more, at, there's a more uh, disposable income that allows for purchases like this. Yeah, that uh, definitely uh, makes sense. I have to ask, yeah, though, I, think uh, so. I, I I noticed, like, when we put up the story posting that we'd finished this high, uh, most of the comments were pretty good and pretty positive, or some people kind of enjoying it and having a laugh about the situation. We did get some negative comments, though, and some people objected, perhaps, <laughs> to the picture we put up uh, about it. Uh, did that surprise you at all? And I, I also have to ask, can considering the sort of conservative bent that this town has, does it surprise you that we finished that high in the rankings given kind of that situation as well? Well, I'm absolutely not surprised at the negative comments because that just comes with anything. I mean, you could post a picture of a puppy and somebody will find something not nice to say mm-hmm. so it, it absolutely didn't surprise me um i lost my train of thought holy um well what, what i was going kind of going for too was kind of the conservative leaning uh, kind of part of this town not necessarily even politically yes. but just in general i i found it surprising given that kind of the area we're in and all that that we would finish so high on the list what do you think of that well, I think that people are less conservative at home than they are, you know, in everyday life. Mm-hmm. So, um, kind of their 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 home lives are are just different than what they portray to people. So, people are a lot more open minded in regards to intimacy then they let on 
All right. Well, uh, it was certainly fun to see that we did so well. Uh, and Valentine's Day, of course, is coming up on uh, Monday, I believe. So uh, quickly, if you can, Kim, uh, you know, tell us why someone should come by today and maybe check out your wares at Veronica's Closet over the weekend. May find something for Valentine's Day. Oh. Well, we have stocked our store <laughs> to to its, its seams and... Um, I think that you know, if you, you want something to gift to to a loved one, or you know, even if you just want to buy something for yourself, some lingerie, or you know, some some massage products, or even maybe something a little bit racier, mm. um, we can definitely hook you up with that. All right, well, Kim, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes to talk with us uh, today about this. Thanks so much. Thank you. Very welcome. That's Kim Kelly, the owner of Veronica's Closet right here in Fort St. John. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this on Moose Talks. Maybe you're into scales, sticky feet, and sticky tongues. And hey, that's cool. At Friendly Pets, they are too. And they'd love to help you find your reptile friends. Bearded dragons, leopard geckos, crest geckos, turtles, tortoises, and an assortment of different frog species. Friendly Pets have all kinds of adorable little reptiles and all the supplies needed to properly care for them. Plus, the experts at Friendly Pets can answer all your questions. Friendly Pets, where best friends are made. On 99th Avenue in Fort St. John and at friendlypets.ca. Hi, I'm Lindsay, and I'm here to help you understand what the heck goes where when it comes to sorting your garbage and recycling at home. Recycling shouldn't be hard, and that's why the City of Fort St. John is offering tailored tools to make sorting your garbage and recycling easy and convenient. Watch your mailbox this month for an updated What Goes Where brochure and stickers to attach to your curbside carts for quick reference and a rush. We all have a role to play in reducing the amount of waste produced in our region. Help us protect the places and the people we all love. Download the WasteWise app to find out what goes where, available for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play or visit fortstjohn.ca for more information. Got folks coming over and my vacuum won't suck so I throw it in my truck and I'm off to the vacuum store. It's on 99th at the Fix It Up right open 10 in the morning till 5 at night they got all the supplies you need you know vacuum won't suck man it doesn't work gets on my nerves Energetic Vacuums on 99th Avenue across from Friendly Pets and on Facebook. If you're looking for hassle-free internet services, call the Peace Region Internet Society today. With coverage throughout most of the Peace, PRIS can get you connected quickly without the hassle of contracts or bundles. Visit PRIS.ca or call 1-800-768-3311 for more information. Our community first. This is Moose Talks with Dub Craig on Moose FM. Our thanks to our guests today, Dale Bumstead and Kim Kelly, for joining us. To hear this episode again or to hear other episodes of Moose Talks, you can check out our podcast page at energeticcity.ca slash podcast. Well, there you can see all the other podcasts we've got there going, including some locally produced ones called Voices of the Peace, where we interview local community leaders all about their lives here in the Peace region, and Before the Peace, where we talk about Indigenous history and uh, sort of living with colonialism in the Peace region here. Both fascinating podcasts with fascinating guests. Definitely worth your time to check it out. Again, energeticcity.ca slash podcasts for all your local podcast needs. That does it for today's show. Trey Lopashinsky is the producer of Moose Talks. I'm Dub Craig. Be well. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another episode of Moose Talks, a weekly talk show about Fort St. John and the North Peace. This is Moose Country.
turned 80. He was sitting out back in a rocker. He said, what you been up to lately? I told him chasing a dollar. And in between sips of coffee, he poured this wisdom out. Said, if you want my two cents on making a dollar count. Buy dirt, find the one you can't live without. Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground. Do what you love, but call it work. And throw a little money in the plate at church. Send your prayers up and your roots down deep. Add a few limbs to your family tree. And watch their pencil marks in the grass in the yard all grow up. Cause the truth about it is, it all goes by real quick. You can't buy happiness, but you can buy dirt. tell you what it's all about find you a few things that matter that you can put a fence around and then he laid it out buy dirt find the one you can't live without get a ring let your knee hit the ground do what you love but call it work and throw a little money in the plate at church send your prayers up and your roots down deep Add a few limbs to your family tree And watch their pencil marks in the grass In the yard all grow up Cause the truth about it is It all goes by real quick You can't buy happiness But you can buy dirt You can buy dirt He ain't making any more of it. So buy dirt. Find the one you can't live without. Get a ring, let your knee hit the ground. Do what you love, but call it work. And throw a little money in the plate at church. And send your prayers up and your roots down deep. Add a few limbs to your family tree. Watch their pencil marks in the grass and the yard that all grow up. Cause the truth about it is. It all goes by real quick You can't buy happiness But you can buy dirt 100.1 Moose FM
gray hair still causing trouble Two faded matching tattoos Baby, happy ending Sunday Sending flowers to your mama Love you so good it shows You're being headed so People asking when I'm asking They can tell I'm gonna Yeah, everybody knows We got relationship Stephen Lee Olson, Relationship Goals, right here on Moose FM. I'm Dub. Congrats again to Jay, who won our Carter's Jewelers Selfie with Your Sweetie contest. We announced that winner earlier today. Jay sent in this adorable picture of her boy Avery with their three dogs. All the three dogs were wearing matching sweaters. She said they're all pals, so... That was their selfie, and as such, Jay won the $500 pair of earrings and necklace from Carter's Jewelers and $200 in gift cards from Precision Customs. Jay said she's never won a contest before, so congrats, Jay. We're so happy we could be your first. (laughs) A big thanks to everybody who helped out with the Carter's Jewelers selfie with your sweetie by entering, and also to the sponsors, Carter's Jewelers and Precision Customs. Hey, it's April over at Fort Motors. Our Fort Motors family wants to help you celebrate Valentine's Day by hosting a giveaway you won't want to miss. You could win a dinner for two at the amazing North Bar and Grill restaurant, a beautiful gift basket, and personalized his and her keychains from the local and talented Sand and Stone Jewelry Plus. Chauffeur service to and from dinner to the restaurant with Fort Motors in a beautiful brand new ride. Just go to our Facebook page, like and share our posts, drop us a comment, and let us know who you'd bring on your date. For bonus entries, tag three friends and share on your stories. The winner will be drawn on Friday, February 11th at noon. It's just that easy and don't forget to follow fort motors on facebook hi i'm Lindsay, and i'm here to help you understand what the heck goes where when it comes to sorting your garbage and recycling at home 25 percent of all residential garbage in bc is food waste more than any other type of waste you can help reduce that number by creating a backyard compost bin it is easy and quick to make your own compost from organic materials such as kitchen scraps and yard waste we all have a role to play in reducing the amount of waste produced in our region help us protect the places and the people we all love download the WasteWise app to find out what goes where available for free on the Apple App Store or Google Play or visit fortstjohn.ca for more information. If you feel like you're drowning in debt, just know you aren't alone. The licensed insolvency trustee. Thanks for listening to this energeticcity.ca podcast. Energeticcity.ca is your only local and independent news in Northeast BC. To help keep us independent and to support this podcast, go to energeticcity.ca slash join.